Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, April 19th, 2019. I am David Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, with uh, spring ball now in the rearview mirror, um, just what, what was your biggest takeaway or takeaways from spring ball? I think one of, the, one of my biggest takeaways is they have to get healthy on the offensive line. I know Ryan Day has said that's one of his major concerns is the offensive line. Uh, just getting their Mumford back and getting all of their personnel in line and just trying to find your five best guys. And then after that, just getting that second unit together because you're going to need depth there. Uh, the offensive line have been a question mark in years past. I think the talent, the talent is there. Uh, the addition of having Brandon Bowen and his experience being able to move from uh, tackle to guard uh, is going to be uh, valuable for this offensive line. But to me, that's my biggest takeaway is Stud needs to have an outstanding year, uh, not only production-wise, but also developmental. He has to get them playing at an extremely high level. When you have uh, quarterbacks with not a lot of game experience, it's going to be imperative that the offensive line can protect them and really set the tone for the offense. Seems like the biggest topic – it doesn't seem like it. The biggest topic of conversation leaving this, uh, the spring game was, was Justin Fields. Um, not the entire spring necessarily because I think most of the spring was, was pretty favorable from what we saw from Fields, but everybody's overanalyzing – in my opinion, overanalyzing 13 attempts in a spring game. As you look at Justin Fields, as you look at Matthew Baldwin, just your impressions of the quarterbacks. Definitely have to get better. Um, I obviously think they're, they're both guys are immensely talented. They're not there where you need, where you want them to be at. Obviously, it's going to be a work in progress. I know we had in our boarding house yesterday, a source close to the Georgia program said it's going to take time. Uh, essentially, when it comes from Justin Fields, he's transitioning from a spread offense where he was in high school to where he wasn't asked to go through a progression. Anytime he felt any type of pressure, he was pulling that ball down and he was basically out athleting uh, kids in high school. And then when he went to Georgia, they, they pretty much was asking him to be a pro-style quarterback, which didn't fit his actual game. Now that he's up at Ohio State, he's in an offense that fits uh, his skill set. However, Ryan Day has to break him down from the studs because he's essentially going to have to uh, learn an uh, entire new system within one year's time. Obviously, it hasn't been a full year. He's only been there through winter and spring, and uh, he's still learning the actual playbook. So I think his best football is ahead of him, but I think Ohio State fans need to be patient with him because it is going to take time for him to, to develop. I still think Matthew Baldwin is good enough to win uh, the Big Ten Championship because I think there is enough talent around him. Obviously, he will get better as he gains more experience. 
Um, but I don't think they're where they need to be right now. Obviously, there's still a lot of uh, football to be played as far as camps, uh, fall camp comes, and uh, they're, they'll be able to get their feet wet game one. But it's to be determined with the quarterbacks. The ceiling is high, but they still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, and just piggybacking on that, when you mentioned like he he's early in his development, he really is Justin Fields, meaning, I mean, they both are, but Focusing on Justin Fields, I mean, he is, he's, and Ryan Day loves to talk about how, um, you know, this is a kid that should just be finishing his, you know, freshman year and, or was, should have been finishing his senior in high school last year at this time. He enrolled in Georgia early, so he was actually at Georgia um, instead of being in high school. But really, I mean, this is, he's still a young dude, just 19 years old. Um, And I did a story for the site yesterday talking about how, you know, he doesn't even know the full playbook yet. And that's not a surprise. He just got here in early January. I mean, he's been here less than four months. Um, and there's a little bit more than four months until the start of the season, uh, at least until the start when they're actually playing real games. Um, the opener against Florida Atlantic on August 31st. So, you know, not a big surprise that he doesn't know the entire playbook yet. But uh, just your thoughts on that. I know some fans are like, come on, he doesn't know the, the entire playbook yet. It's like, yeah, not a big surprise. I'm I'm not surprised um, about that. Obviously, when you're in the spring, you only get so many um, reps and so much practice time. Obviously, he definitely needs to grind in that film room and in the study room so that he can get the playbook down. The thing that uh, worries me a bit is as he's progressing uh, through the playbook, he needs to be able to be comfortable with the actual offense. It's one thing to actually learn to play. It's another thing to play fast and understand where guys need to be at. That was one of the things that really uh, made Dwayne Haskins special. If you watch some of his film breakdown, his football IQ and his knowledge of where everyone's supposed to be at and being able to decipher what the defense is giving him certain looks and where to go with the football was a major strength with him. And that's something that's really going to help him at the at the pro game, whereas his football IQ was tremendous. Uh, with, with Fields, obviously he's a, they say he's a cerebral guy, the coaches, um, and you want to get him up to speed. But the thing is, is he needs to maximize uh, his knowledge of the playbook so that he can actually play fast and understand what a defense is going to throw at him so that he knows where to go to fo- with the football and react under certain situations. All right, we're going like, to talk about what you feel good about and what you maybe are, are most concerned about. Let's start with the positive. Leaving spring. Um, when you look at this Ohio State football team, maybe let's take defensive line off the table. That's a little too easy, in my opinion. I'm sorry if that was what your, your answer was going to be. It probably was. Let's take defensive line off the table because they're so freaking good, Jay Book. They're so good. They're so talented. They're so deep, stacked with future NFL players. Their third team could be starting at you know several schools across the country. Not Alabama and places like that, but their third team has guys like Antoine Jackson and Zach Harrison and Javante Jean-Baptiste. Uh, so let's take defensive line off the table. What do you feel best about when you look at this Ohio State football team going into 2019? Yeah, after you take the defensive line off the table, I have to throw in the wide receiver unit. I feel really good about that group. I think Brian Hartline is doing a tremendous job. Uh, you're starting to see the development of Ben Victor. It's, uh, it's boom or bust for him right now. This is, this is it. Your time is running out. I think Austin Mack is going to be there. Obviously, you have K.J. Hill with his leadership, and then you have a bevy of young guys who are hungry to make a name for themselves. Chris Alave, 
who I call Terry Glenn Light. Once he gets back healthy, he's going to be dynamic. And you can see how they feel about Jalen Gill. Uh, obviously, he received a ton of targets in the spring game. He's had a lot of buzz surrounding his name throughout the entire spring. So I'm feeling very bullish about that wide receiver group. To me, I think, along with the defensive line, they're probably the strength uh, when it comes to us this Ohio State football team, and that tells you how deep that wide receiver room is when you have three guys that are about to be drafted uh, next week in the NFL draft, and then Brian Hartline's ability to develop the young guys and getting them up to snuff has to be a feather in his cap. So I feel pretty good about them. Obviously, I think the defensive backs as far as the corners with the experience that they have coming back, I think that's going to be a strength with some tweaks to the coaching and the technique. I think you're going to see that unit get more hands on the ball and less flags because they're going to they're going to be more aware where the football is at in the air. Obviously, uh, Damon Arnett is not always a huge crowd favorite, uh, especially on the message boards. But I think he has a role in this football team and his experience coming back uh, will be extremely valuable. And then you throw in Sean Wade and Akuda and some of the other guys, Seven Banks, uh, who I think it has a potential star in the making with him because he has tremendous speed and technique. I think he was an underrated guy coming out of high school due to his knee injury. If he would have stayed healthy, I think his recruiting rankings would have been even higher. And then you also throw in the mix a five-star guy in Tyreek Johnson, uh, who's also been getting reps with the second team. You have to feel good about the cornerback position as well. Fantastic insights there. Um, and then, as promised, let's talk about your biggest concern. As, as the Buckeyes leave spring ball, what are you most concerned about? Still concerned about the linebackers. Uh, I'm in the mode set of uh, show me. Um, I, I, I could probably say that uh, I'm a little scorned right now because we've seen how bad the linebacker play has been for the last several years. It has been nowhere close to silver bullets. Uh, I, I think with the addition of Al Washington, they will play at a higher level, a higher level than what we've seen uh, in years past. Uh, but the thing that really uh, puts me in a wait and see mode is they still plan to play tough Borland and, and Pete Werner. Obviously, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're going to have a better season with better coaching and with Pete Werner being healthier. Hopefully, his game can be elevated uh, even higher than what has been in years past. So with that unit, I, I'm skeptical. I will wait and see. I won't pass any judgment with them right now in the spring ball. Once the bullets really start flying is when I will make my judgment on them, but I think Al Washington will get them playing at a much higher level than what we saw in years past. Jonah, this just came across the wire here. Uh, Matthew Baldwin is entering the transfer portal. This is not a late April Fool's joke. This is really happening. That would mean that Danny Vinatsky, um, a redshirt freshman from Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, a walk-on would be the third-string quarterback. Chris Chuganoff would be the backup. Wow, Matthew Baldwin, um, and this has been confirmed by Ryan Day and Ohio State Sports Information Director Jerry Emig. Uh, Matthew Baldwin in the transfer portal. I guess there's a chance he could come back to Ohio State. Doesn't look like it, though. Just your thoughts on this breaking news. I, I'm absolutely stunned. I can't believe it. It doesn't make any sense um, from an outside perspective. Obviously, um, he has his own reasoning. 
I can, Dave, I can't remember an Ohio State quarterback depth chart this thin. I mean, we are all in on Justin Fields. Um, he has to stay healthy. If not, it, it's it's a five alarm fire when it comes to the quarterback position. I mean, my goodness, uh, this kid has every opportunity to play. He he will play. Just, Justin Fields can't take every single snap throughout the entire football season. You never know when your time would come. I think he positioned himself uh, in a manner at Ohio State to where he's still competing. He was going to get game reps. Now you're going into the situation if you transfer that you're going to be looking to try to beat somebody else out with a brand new system, a brand new playbook, um, offense that you're not familiar with, teammates that you're not familiar with. Going into a fall camp, everything's going to be rushed so I'm absolutely surprised. Obviously, he would need to be granted uh, the waiver by the NCAA. I'm pretty sure they will do that, considering they're granting everybody uh, a waiver to play right away. But I, I'm really stunned about this. It doesn't make sense logically, looking from the outside in. Um, but right now, we're I'm just stunned. I'm lost for words with this, considering uh, what the Ohio State quarterback depth chart was just looking like a few years ago. Now we are absolutely razor thin. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.